What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is a free agency special. That's right. Free agency began on Monday evening and the Blazers made some moves. One big one, one minor one, and they still got spots on the roster to fill out. So what we're going to do today is talk about what happened in free agency and what is going to happen next. Day one of free agency in the NBA is always busy because day one of free agency is actually probably like day 12 of free agency. People get a little bit up in arms about how quickly stuff's moves. How did they agree to a deal in just three minutes into free agency? Well, because the the league is okay with tampering and it's been going on for a while and... That's just how it works for now. So really while uh, free agency began at 3 p.m. Pacific time here uh, on the West Coast, it had been going on for a little while. Teams know what they want, know what they have. Some teams haven't been playing basketball for three months or roughly. So it's they're ready. They know what the move is and they can uh, and they're ready to move on it when things start. Uh, But call it tampering, call it what it is. But the Blazers made a big one. They re-signed Norman Powell, according to multiple media reports, to a five-year, $90 million deal. Five for 90, Norman Powell's coming back. This is a big one because this was the Blazers' top priority in free agency. Uh, when things move quickly in free agency, uh, fewer and fewer teams, uh, you know, the Knicks took themselves out of the running. They, they no longer had uh, cap space. And, and, and basically, by the time the Blazers uh, were going to sign uh, Norm, it basically was down to New Orleans and San Antonio. Neither of those teams were particularly likely to, uh, to move on to move on Norman Powell. Uh, OKC has cap space, but they're not going to sign free agents. So it was the Blazers, you know, while it seemed like they were doing nothing, you know, that's a poking with the stick meme, (laughs) do come on, do something. This was the market kind of, kind of dictated what the deal was for Norm. And let's look a little bit closer at that market. One of the names I was really going to watch in relation to Norman Powell's deal was what Gary Trent Jr. got. And what Gary Trent Jr. got, the 22-year-old who was traded to the Toronto Raptors at the deadline exchange for Norman Powell, got a three-year, $54 million contract. If you're not great at math at home, that is about $18 million average annual value. 18 per Tim Hardaway Jr. signed a deal that was between 72 and 74 million. 72, according to Shams Charani of The Athletic, and 74 million per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. If you assume that 74 million is with bonuses, like it can be up to 74 million, that starting number of 72 that Shams Charani reported is 18 million per. It's about 18 million dollars annually. You see where we're going with this? Over in New York City, the New York Knickerbockers. They used their free agency to sign a shooting guard who was right in Norman Powell's range, someone we had talked about in a previous show. Evan Fournier headed to New York Knicks on a four-year deal worth $78 million. It's about 19 and a half annually. You could argue that Evan Fournier is maybe a little better than those guys. If nothing else, he does more stuff. Uh, he's unlike uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and... and uh, Gary Trent Jr., Fournier can dribble himself towards the rim. Uh, Tim Hardaway, 
Tim Hardaway doesn't when he gets downhill if he's not dunking he doesn't have a lot of creativity and Gary Trent Jr. just to this point in his career again 22 years old but at this point in his career not much of a downhill threat not much of a rim guy Evan Fournier can can pass a little he can run he can run pick and rolls better than those two gentlemen he's got a little more creativity he can get his own offense can get to the rim not like an elite slasher but someone who can score at different levels can really really shoot it as all these guys that's the sort of theme here is shooting guards who can really shoot that's why we grouped them together I thought Tim Hardaway Jr. and Fournier were right in the same range as Norm and Norman Powell slides in between the two of them at four excuse me five years 90 million Norm got the extra security no options on the deal five for nine that's 18 per it's what Gary got it's what Tim Hardaway got it's a little less than what Evan Fournier got from a team that had cap space this makes sense this was this to me seems like what the market dictated what Norm was about worth in the middle of the chaos in the middle of all of this Norm Powell who does not use his Twitter account particularly often tweeted out four side eye looking emojis looking 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 when you see Tim Hardaway Jr. gets $74 million. You know, and you're Norman Powell, you say, well, I'm getting that. That's the baseline. Four for 74 is the baseline. Call it up. There's no way I'm getting less than, than $74 million on a four-year deal. And Norm got the extra $5 million. Norman Powell will be 33 when this deal is done. Uh, whether he finished it with the Blazers and they, they trade him, whatever it is. He's his best basketball. You know, he's coming off his best season. Norm's coming off his just undeniably his best season. With Toronto, average uh, 19.6 and shot 43.9% from three. With the Blazers, he shot uh, seven. He shot. He averaged 17 points per game, shot 36.1% from three. Shot better from two with Toronto, 55 as opposed to 50 with the Blazers. He was just generally better with the, with, with the Raptors. Just all around, he was better. On the year... I had a career year, though. If you, you combine stats of 18.6 points, shooting 41.1% from three on six attempts a game. Got to the free throw line, you know, four, four times a night. There's a real value there for the Blades for just a guy who can get downhill. Chances that we see Norm have a better year than he just came off of seem, seem relatively unlikely. But if, if the Blazers see another year where he averages 18 points per game on... 47-41, 87 splits. That's 47% from the field, 41% from three, 87% from the line on 18 points per game. If he does that a couple more years, that's probably worth it. Uh, the the average annual salary for a solid starter in the league is about $20 million a year. Seems like the market corrected itself this year to say a offense a mostly offense limited defense or sort of like defense moderately acceptable defender type of two guard which I think kind of what Norm is he's not a lockdown defender but he can be part of a totally good defense uh he's one of the Blazers better defenders and that's kind of a problem but like uh you know a a a shooting guard who could really shoot and their main skill is offense is about was about 18 per like 18 million annually that seems to be the market so was the market for Gary Trent Jr. was the market for Tim Hardaway Jr. was basically the market for Fournier who do, has a little more stuff in his game not as physical and, and not as much like a rim rocking athlete as Norm for sure but like very very comparable players so the Blazers got their man 
They got him. This was their priority because if they let Norman Powell go, there was no money to re-sign him. They had his, or to sign other players to replace him. Like they had his bird rights. They could go over the cap. They could pay him this money, basically pay him whatever he wanted. He got right there at, I think, what really, really looks like market value. The back half of this deal might get a little dicey. Paying a 32-year-old $18 million might get a little dicey, but you, the Blazers are paying for these next three years. Like they're, they're buying to be as good as possible over the next three years. Norm will help them get there. If he's not, it's not the type of onerous contract that can't be traded. Uh, it's, it's not a big deal. We'll worry about that at some other point. But for right now, like the next two years of Norm at $18 million a year is fine. That's even like maybe even a good deal. Uh, it's just certainly a reasonable deal, if nothing else. But if they let him go because they're over the they're over the salary cap, uh, because they're 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 pushing up against the tax line with only nine guys on the roster, uh, this had to be the move. If you let Norm walk, you're left with the mid-level exception, which is about nine and a half, nine point seven million dollars. So instead of ever, you know competing in that level of the THJ's GTJ Fournier level, uh, you are way way back. You're taking a big step back. They didn't have to do that. They signed Norm. That's key. If you don't sign Norm, you weren't going to get magical cap space. You weren't going to get more money. This was either yes Norm or no Norm. And the difference was you have a $9 million mid-level exception worth a $5 million mid-level exception. You're talking about $4 bucks to offer someone in the first year of their deal. That's not going to change the direction of the franchise. Their best avenue to get better was to re-sign Norm and then try to make some trades. Step one in the book, Norm is re-signed. Five for 90, seems about market value. Congrats to Norm. Way to get your bag, my boy. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm always rooting for labor. So good for old Norman to get that money. He certainly deserves it. But that wasn't the only move the Blazers made. They also signed backup big man Cody Zeller. Let's talk a little bit about Cody Zeller in the second segment. But before we get there, you know we got to talk about Bill Bar. It's just the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's what it is. You know the deal. Comes in nine delicious flavors. Like cookies and cream, double chocolate, salted caramel. If you're into the fruit flavors, they got raspberry. They got cherry barcia. And all of these flavors pack a punch. Check out the macros where you get 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, and no more than five grams of net carbs. You can go look for a better protein bar, better tasting and and, and packing more stuff like the trade-off between calories and protein. You're not going to find one. Good luck. So don't go hunting. Go to Built.com instead. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your order. That is LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off. Check it out. All right. So we talked about the return of Norman Powell. Five years, $90 million, no outs. Norman Powell, the Blazers' number one target in free agency coming back but it wasn't the only move they made uh while there were a ton of fireworks early in free agency and leading to some anxiety when the blazers don't do anything for the first couple hours of free agency things move quickly there were 50 deals today i just saw according to john hollinger of the athletic 50 free agent deals today the blazers two two of those First was Norman Powell. Actually, chronologically, the second was Norman Powell. And the first was signing big man Cody Zeller to a one-year minimum contract. If you listen to Friday's show in my uh, free agency preview, I kind of laid out that the Blazers don't have cap space, and here's the either they sign Norm and have the taxpayer mid-level, or they don't sign Norm, they have the mid-level. And I kind of thought uh, Cody Zeller might be a mid-level guy. I thought he might take part of the mid-level. Signing Cody Zeller 
to the minimum. Seems like a good deal. But you might be like, dog, who is Cody Zeller? Zeller is an eight-year vet, the former number four overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. Shout out to CJ McCollum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Rudy Gobert, all drafted after Cody Zeller, who has played all eight years of his career with the uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. I was going to call them the New Orleans Hornets. Certainly not that. Uh, he was briefly a Charlotte Bobcat. Shout out. But Zeller is he's a he's a solid vet. Averaged 9.4 points, 6.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists last season. Shot 55.9% from the floor. Not really a three-point shooter, but he did attempt a little over half a three a game. And he shot 71% from the free throw line. What Zeller really is, is like a, a, a an above-average backup center. Now, you might not get that excited about above-average backup center. And I'm not asking you to, really. But... For the minimum, when you didn't have to pay him a portion of the mid-level and you still keep that, and we'll talk about that in the third segment, you still keep that, it's hard to quibble with this too much. It's hard to quibble with Cody Zeller on the minimum. Uh, he's an upgrade over Cantor defensively. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's probably, you know, he just is worse on as an offensive rebounder than Cantor. Like that's almost everyone in the league is. Cantor is an, is an elite, elite uh, offensive rebounder. But but Zeller is 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 while he doesn't have the individual offense of Cantor, he will be, I kind of think he'll be fine on offense because when I watch him, and I, I've been a, a Hornets league pass guy for, for a while, he is just a solid screen setter. He lays the wood on screens. And and having pick and roll guys like Dame and CJ and having a, a really, really solid screen setter, like he'll be the best screener on the team. Um, he'll, he'll, lay, he'll lay firmer screens than Yusuf Nurkic ever does. And Nurkic, when he gets into it, really, really rolls, dudes. But, uh, but Zeller is more consistent he's maybe not as large as as nurk at, at, at seven feet he's listed at 240 here uh give or take on that but but like he's a really good he can be a really good pick and roll uh center because he just sets good screens and he makes good decisions he's not elite anywhere and the concern with zeller is that he can he stay on the floor uh he played in 48 games uh this year he dealt with a hip and uh and a hand um injuries throughout the year also down the stretch of the season uh charlotte was just kind of juggling centers with who to play and he he kind of got some dnps just because of like they were going to go small with pj washington they were going to play bismack like they just they, they were just kind of a bad team kind of figuring it out and playing you know 28 year old cody zeller doesn't isn't uh <laughs> isn't the best plan always but zeller is Zeller is fine. And Zeller at the minimum is, is really solid. I thought he was going to be, I thought his market was going to be higher than that. In fact, I said, you can go back to even Friday's show when I assumed like, you know, taxpayer mid-level money, like maybe like 5 million a year annually for Zeller, because I, I really do think he can be that good if he plays. And when he plays, he's, he's solid and has a backup center and an option. And the Blazers needed more rim protection. Zeller is an elite defender. He's not this like, he's not Anthony Frickin Davis or anything like that. He's not even like, you know, uh, Indiana's answer to, uh, the state of Indiana, that is answer to Rudy Gobert. But like, he's, he, he's a comp competent backup center. He's He's got size and 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 sort of like smarts to do things. I, I like him. Like I like him. I think he's I think he's solid. Um, should have gone to Carolina like his brother. But I I think if if you're looking for backup centers, Zeller is a is is really going to be high up the list. This is a good move for the Blazers. 
and more 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 importantly than like my opinion of him and what like i like how cody zeller set screams like you know good good for me that's some real nerd stuff that's like some real like watch too much league pass nerd stuff they should they should uh you should come check on me because i'm such i'm so weird about this i, I love the nba y'all but this leaves the Blazers with their tools. They had really limited tools going into the day. They signed Norman Powell. They signed a competent backup center. They've got more tools and more options. So to close the show, let's talk about those tools. Let's talk about those options. You sign a minimum guy. You sign your big, the one big name free agent you had. You could sign the only big money free agent that was possible to sign. The only one who was going to be on the list. It was either going to be a yes or a no. They checked a yes. They got a minimum guy, and now they're keeping it moving. In the third segment, let's talk about what they're keeping it moving with, what their situation is, and what they have left to do as we head into free agency. Day one was a doozy. But for my money, there are still reasonable, solid targets out there in day two. So let's, let's, and day two and beyond. So let's talk about day two and beyond in the third segment. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. It's just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. That's all it is. It's just it's it's just the best place. If you are interested in getting in on the action, the Olympics are going on right now. You want to get in on action on every single Olympic event, go do it. You want to get in on Major League Baseball, which has not taken a break for the Olympics, go do it. You want to bet on uh, soccer here in the U.S.? Well, those leagues still rolling despite the Olympics. And soccer abroad is going to be back after a brief break. So check it out there too. You'll get action on all of it. All those sports and everything in between. So go to betonline.ag and when you're making your first deposit, be sure to put in the promo code Locked On and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. And you're still listening to Locked On Blazers. We talked about the Blazers re-signing Norman Powell. They get back a, a starting group that was the best offense in the league, assuming they bring back C.J. McCollum and et al. For right now, though, Dame, C.J., Norm, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, all under contract. That was the best offensive te- best offense in the league, the number one offense in the league after the All-Star break. The other side of the ball, still a problem, <laughs> even with the addition of Cody Zeller. But they've got a really good group. And the other option was not having that group, was having a, a mid-level guy. But here's the thing. They still got an option of a mid-level guy because the Blazers, they took step one, signed their one free agent that they can sign using bird rights. That is Larry Bird rights. You can go over the salary cap to sign a free agent who you, ha- who you have bird rights on. They had him on Norman Powell since he had played for Chicago, or for Chicago, for Toronto for many seasons. It's three seasons, yada, yada, yada. But they, they had his bird rights. They went over the cap. They gave him a whole bunch of money, five for 90. Then they're left with a couple options. Minimum exceptions, minimum contracts, the mid-level exception, the biannual exception. The Blazers did not use the mid-level exception or a portion of the mid-level exception on Cody Zeller. They signed him to a minimum deal, which puts them in a good situation because now all of the tools they had entering as we headed into Monday, they still have. They've just checked their biggest box. Norm Powell's going to help. Cody Zeller is a really solid get at a, at a minimum contract. His health is a concern. His, he doesn't, he hasn't stayed on the floor consistently. That is, that is for sure, for sure a concern with Cody Zeller. But for right now, if you assume, you know, relatively good health, you've got backup center checked. You're going to let Ennis Cantor go. Uh, Sounds like you're, they're almost certainly going to let Carmelo Anthony go. So, so here's where they stand today. And, and actually, since I hit pause on this, 
The Blazers have made another move. According to Michael Scott of Hoopsite, the Blazers have signed Ben McLemore. No details on uh, the contract just yet, but it, it it's it's very likely McLemore is is a is a minimum deal. I can't imagine that he that he got more than that. If he if he did, we'll report back in this space that he did. So now the Blazers stand here with eleven guys under contract: Damian Lord, C.J. McCollum, Norman Powell, Yusuf Nurkic, Robert Covington, Derek Jones Jr., Anthony Simons, Nazir Little, Ben McLemore, Cody Zeller. C.J. Ellaby, that is your 11. Eventually, they're going to sign Greg Brown to a contract. That'll be 12. Real quick on, on Ben McLemore, we'll do, we'll do sort of a, a, mini, a, a mini profile on McLemore. He's not going to get his full, a full segment because they signed him late in the, in the episode. But also in that 2013 draft, welcome to two top 10 picks from the 2013 draft. Shout out to CJ McCollum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Rudy Gobert yet again. Uh, he's seventh round pick of the Kings. He was kind of for a long time with the Kings, a shooter who couldn't shoot. Uh, he was just, he, he shot it okay, but never blistering. But, but that's what he is. McLemore's, you know, a 6'3 shooter, uh, not much of a defender, but a pretty good offensive player. He uh, he found a little a niche playing with Houston Rockets in that 2019-2020 uh, sort of small ball bubble group that uh, that when they went super small with with Covington at the five and, and ditched Clint Capella in favor of letting Russell Westbrook do it his thing. Last year, he played for the Lakers, uh, and he was, you know, kind of like a just a... a spot player off the bench and shot 37% from three. Uh, he's, he's, he, at his best, McLemore is a, a, an offense only two guard. He's a veteran who provides help. Um, he doesn't sort of answer the question like who do the Blazers have guard big wings still doesn't answer that as just sort of a, but he's a nice depth piece. I think you answer that with what's next. Um, hard to at McLemore the minimum hard to nitpick with fine um not not you know not a great solution but the Blazers dealing with when you're dealing with minimum contracts you don't end up with a bunch of great solutions it would be it would be a different thing if you did so here here's what the Blazers have and and this is entering entering free agency they had the taxpayer mid-level exception in the biannual and the biannual exception uh, it's about 5.7 for the taxpayer mid-level exception again first year of your contract and you can build it out from there uh like you can sign up to a four-year deal, so you could sign like a four for twenty-four if you really wanted to get deep into into how the uh, the mid-level works. But I assume it'll be a short-term, like two-year, two-year one plus one type of thing, like they did for Derek Jones last year. Derek Jones signed the full mid-level last year for for reference. This will be the smaller version, the taxpayer mid-level. I don't expect the Blazers to use the biannual exception. It'll hard cap them. That puts them if they they have to stay below one hundred forty-three million dollars in salary. It just you end up having to do more sort of like financial hoops to jump through financial Olympics for lack of a better term. Uh, I guess it's a good term for the time we're in now, but so they won't, I don't think they'll use it. I think they'll use the taxpayer mid-level exception. It's about $5 million. They could go sign someone like Otto Porter Jr., someone who's still on, still out there. They could go sign a Paul Millsap, whose name I really like. Conceivably, they could go sign Rudy Gay. Not someone I'm super excited about, but certainly someone who's who's a, a possibility for that. For my money, Otto Porter Jr. and Millsap would be my top two remaining free agents to target with that mid-level money. Will that get Otto Porter Jr.? I don't know. If he was healthy, Otto Porter Jr. would already have a giant contract and would play for another team but he has not consistently been healthy for several seasons and that puts you know do you spend a bunch of money on a guy like that when you're the Blazers I think he's the best most versatile wing he could play three and four he can handle the ball he can shoot he's like I said if he was healthy he'd already have a bunch of money because his skill set is really really interesting Paul Millsap the Blazers could use
use more help up front. They could use another four. Millsap can even play a little small ball five. He could play next to Rocco at five. Um, I really like him as an option for the Blazers. If if the summer was Zeller, Millsap, Powell, and Ben McLemore plus one other random veteran free agent, I, I like... Are you closer to a championship? No, probably not. Like you're you're the same like pretty darn good team that can't win a title and probably can't compete for one. But I think that would be a good summer. Uh, the the sort of measuring stick for the Blazers is a little bit different. Like, can you build a championship team? Ugh, it's really hard. Can you build a really decent team? Yeah. And I think what what they're doing so far steps st- steps one and two. Norman Zeller and and three as Ben McLemore. Since we've been recording this podcast, wasn't in my notes, but it, since we've been recording this podcast, like I think you've done a pretty good job. Like I think you've I think you've checked some solid boxes so what you're left with you've got 11 guys on the roster 12 when you cook brown you've got three roster spots remaining use them all two veteran minimums and the taxpayer mid-level use that taxpayer mid-level on paul Millsap or Otto porter jr that's just my advice go from there and you've got a you've got a solid team. Do you have a team that appeases Damian Lillard and is a championship quality team? No. One of the teams traded for Russell freaking Westbrook. Chris Paul's coming back to the Suns. The the uh the Dallas Mavericks probably got better. The Denver Nuggets are running it back. And eventually we at some point in the season will be healthy. The Jazz re-signed Mike Conley. The West is still going to be really good. But I think the Blazers have done some reasonable things to maintain their competitiveness. Uh, you, you can't give them a gold star, but I think the bar was set unreasonably high by uh, a rightfully frustrated Damian Lord. Every right to want to compete at a higher level. But what the Blazers, what the front office previously boxed themselves into, they've done a good job in this in the constraints they've had you've still got the taxpayer mid-level exception you've still got veteran uh you've still got veteran deals to give out veteran minimum deals to give out you can make this roster a little bit better but day one of free agency getting norm getting cody zeller and adding a veteran shooter and ben mclemore you're okay you're okay are you a good defensive team no you're probably shitty again are you a championship level team no but are you pretty solid yes this is a playoff team in the west and Playoff team in the West, you assume a little bit of, you assume better health. You assume that that really good starting group that, you know, is healthy into the playoffs, you take your chances. That starting group is healthy in the playoffs last year and they went home and they put us in the same spot. But we'll worry about the bad stuff later. So far, day one of free agency, I think the Blazers, given what they, given the position they put themselves in, I think they landed okay. No mailbag this week because I'm on vacation. I'm, rec- I'm recording this from the beach, y'all. But free agency is still here. When there's more news, you know where to find it. Lockdown Blazers will be back f- for real. We're going to have multiple episodes this week. Don't worry. Your favorite podcast still isn't going to roll out with mul- multiple episodes, but Lockdown Blazers, even from the beach, is still making it happen. But we'll be back next week with five full ones. We'll break down all that happened in free agency. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. will be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.